Hi, welcome back to our channel, my channel, your channel, Atondelted African. If you are joining us for the first time, kindly remember to subscribe to stay updated on our new episode as it's being published. On today's episode, I shall be talking about corruption in Africa, Africa and corruption. Like the origin of this podcast, I won't be regurgitating the news out there, but strictly, I shall be analyzing corruption as it relates to Africa. Africa and corruption continue to be best of friends. And it has continued to serve both latent and manifest function of keeping Africa and destroying Africa. When I say manifest function, manifest manifest function in the sense that it has made every African institution porous and ineffective. But the latent function can be surprising, and it is surprising that it has actually kept Africa together, especially in heterogeneous societies like Nigeria, Ivory Coast, and many other African countries like that. Corruption in its actual sense has been the backbone of African politics. Ever since Africans got their independence from the late 1950s to date, corruption has been the order of the day. Many has blamed and many leaders and followers, citizens of Africa, have often argued and pointed fingers at leaders But it is important to look at the origin with which Africans got their independence. The structure imposed and being followed by African countries to date has made corruption inevitable. Colonial masters have shaped Africa in a way that development seems unlikely because the Berlin Conference, the amalgamation and conversion of African of Africans into countries began and constructed the foundation of corruption. African known to be in a big continent that relies so much in its 
empire entity in the monarchical system. But the advent and the occupation of the Europeans in Africa resulted in the nation state, the formation of nation state. And these entails bringing people from different ethnicity that do not match together. And this is a political and structural form of violence orchestrated by the colonial masters. Grouping certain groups, grouping certain ethnic groups that do not share anything in common and that makes it hard for them to speak one language, for them to reach um, a consensus that is aimed towards fighting a common enemy. It makes it out to have solidarity. And that's why Africa since the 1960 till date is being plagued with civil conflict and civil unrest because conflict in Africa moved and transitioned from interstate to intrastate and not just intrastate intra-ethnic which has so much so much effect in the discourse of development and why corruption keeps growing I said earlier that corruption serves a latent function in unifying many African countries Nigeria being the largest, um, the country with the largest population in Africa, with over 250 ethnic groups. It is safe to say corruption has held Nigeria together. Corruption has kept Nigeria to date. During the struggle for independence and after independence, which I would add basically focus on the aftermath of the independence. Both Inandia Zikwe, Aolawo and Balewa, they were all fighting for political position, political leadership, leadership of Nigeria under their various parties, the AGNC and Northern um, Party. But the finances, like their financial backing had some illegalities or irregularities with it, which the British, the British Secret Service are aware of. 
and blackmail was the order of the day. And it was this same blackmail that led to Inamdia Jikwe being the ceremonial president, Balewa and Balewa being the prime minister. That is not the bone of contention of this episode. But that is just to show exactly how corruption, how financing, political parties in Nigeria have used financial have used dubious financial means. To project and promote political ambition, which has been supported by the British. And moving forward to date, several political parties in Nigeria, majorly the PDP and APC. They both represent the struggle and the flag of corruption in Nigeria. Politics in Nigeria remains the fastest way of being a billionaire. The same thing applies to other African nations, the embezzlement of public funds, being a usual act and habit, that defines the political system in Africa. And it's been scholarly advised that corruption is important and it's an an essential part of capitalism and of development. Because it is important that when you see democracy, capitalism, you will see corruption. They go on in end. There is no nation in the world today that is free of corruption. Man will always project his greed. But in the case of Africa, politicians embezzle and confidently flaunt those wealth in the face of the people. Political positions are being held by people with no knowledge of public administration and governance.
age and wealth determines leadership in Africa. Politicians invest billions of dollars buying their way to being the flag bearer and bribery toggery during election to win position defines the democracy and politics of Africa. The continuous embezzlement of public funds and transferring it to Western nations continues to play a major role in the development of Western nations and the underdevelopment, or better still, sluggish development in Africa. Corruption continues to unify nations like Nigeria because leaders of minority groups are being paid off, are being bought with millions and billions in cash or in contracts to maintain and keep their people at bay. Rather at peace. So each and every ethnic leader is part and parcel of corruption. So it is important important for us to understand that heterogeneous nation like Nigeria, Ivory Coast, and many others, corruption has played a huge role in keeping this country together. Because those who would fight, those that would fight for secession or restructuring are beneficiaries of the corrupt system. There's a rhetoric Africans and many African leaders talk about is fighting corruption. I feel it's paradoxical to have to, to hear that leaders talk about fighting corruption when they attain such position in a corrupt way and knowing fully well that corruption when you fight corruption corruption fights back but no one no leader yet has talked about looking into the structures that have sustained corruption 
looking into the constitution that has made that has, that has made corruption a strong force and a formidable force in the African social structure and superstructures and its other various institutions. Corruption is not a main problem holding Africans back. The inability for Africans to elect and support good leadership becomes the problem of Africa. According to the Peter's, to Peter's principle, which is one of disadvantages of bureaucracy, it says certain people get promoted to a stage where they become irrelevant to that position. And that's why we have wrong people in wrong positions. This has no positive effect towards development. Africa would continue to wallow in the same cycle with this poor leadership um, leadership appointment and, and practice. It's important. And before I round up, I would cite a quote from Practice Mumba, a popular lawyer, um, Kenyan lawyer, who said he went around every city campaigning, showing his manifesto, but lost to an opponent who shared money. And that says a lot about how the people remains the problem of Africa and not these leaders. Because these leaders bought their way. And their way and this way is being sold by who? By the people. And if you are listening to this podcast and you've ever sold your way, I'll advise and endeavor you not to anymore and call the next person beside you and advise them not to sell their votes. It's high time Africans start analyzing and dissecting manifestos and asking questions and looking at the resume of political candidates, lawmakers, presidents, governors, councillors, chairmen of local government, and so others before voting them. Remember to subscribe like and share see you in the next episode thank you